We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome in, Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck is on his way to visit his family for Thanksgiving. I have got you guys today and tomorrow as we roll into the holiday. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I know many of you also beginning your holiday trips uh, all over the country and probably around the world. And we appreciate you spending time with us on this Tuesday. A lot to dive into. Elon Musk has filed suit against Media Matters. I'm going to run through this suit and explain to you why I think it could be one of the most significant and consequential lawsuits as it pertains to online information and disinformation and how we even classify both. I have read the lawsuit. It is going to be utterly fascinating to see how this plays out in the great state of Texas. I will discuss the hostage situation in Gaza. It's now been 45 days since October 7th for many of these hostages to have been held in Gaza. There are reports that some of them may be released today. I will discuss and continue to update you on that. Uh, Joe Biden posted a birthday cake. I don't know how many candles are on it, but we're lucky the White House didn't burn down like it did back in the War of 1812. We will discuss Joe Biden's 81st birthday and whether or not, as Vivek Ramaswamy just tweeted, Joe Biden has basically reached his extent of usefulness and they will soon be shunting him off the stage and trying to replace him. Again, I'll read that from Vivek. We will break that down. And after yesterday's big debate, discussion, analysis, I had to go pick up my 15-year-old at the airport and I am doubling and tripling down and quadrupling down 
No adult should get picked up at the airport. It is impossible to even get to airports right now. The arrival terminal last night in the Nashville area would have taken you potentially an hour or more to drive by and pick up someone. It is mass chaos all over the country, as this is expected to be, I think, the biggest week for travel ever for Thanksgiving. I think finally all the COVID idiots out there are willing to get back on airplanes. So most people traveling for Thanksgiving since 2019, a lot of you on the roads and on uh, the uh, the skies all over this country. We will discuss that. I'll also open up phone lines. You can take issue with anything I say. We can have some fun. 800-282-2882. But I want to begin with this Elon Musk lawsuit against Media Matters. If you're not familiar with what happened, Media Matters wrote a big article alleging that many of the top brands that advertise on Twitter, now renamed X, were having their advertisements appear in close connection to content that many would consider to be unacceptable. That is anti-Semitic content, things of that nature. Um, and before we get into uh, analyzing that lawsuit, because I do believe that this lawsuit, which has been filed in the state of Texas, has the potential to bankrupt this site, Media Matters, I think a lot of you don't know what Media Matters does. Basically, the way that I would explain this is Media Matters exists to try to cancel people who have opinions that they do not like and try to destroy the underpinnings of financial support for anyone trying to make a living in media. I first became aware of them when they wrote about me for the first time, and I put this on the back of my last book, but I think many of you will find this intriguing. The very first time that Media Matters wrote about me in earnest was in 2017. And this is their headline that is still up on their site. Clay Travis is a racist conspiracy theorist, and his credo is, all women are sluts. That was the very first article that Media Matters ever wrote about me. That was in September of 2017. Um, And they then put me in a graphic where it's a picture of me. And by the way, not a flattering picture. Not that people look at me and think, you know what, that guy should be on the cover of GQ. Not that people look at me and think that's the most attractive man I've ever seen in my life. But I, you know, for a radio guy, I'm not awful looking. Unflattering photo. And on the t-shirt that they put, <laughs> the t-shirt graphic that they have, it says, I am terrible. And they just took my head and put it on somebody else's head. Now, this has been a gripe of mine for some time. When I first started doing television, I went out to Fox Sports, and they had a photo shoot. And I said, you know, I'm going to be on vacation. Is this going to be an issue? I'm taking my kids on vacation right before school starts. Do I need to be there for the photo shoot? And they were like, no, 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 don't worry about it at all. This is 100% true. Those of you listening out in the Los Angeles area, if you ever drive by the Fox lot, the Fox lot at the intersection of Pico and Motor in West L.A., they have a lot of different billboards that they put out on the side of the of the Fox lot that you can see from Pico and Motor. I don't know, millions of people probably drive by that area over the course of a year for sure. It's a very prominent area 
in L.A., lots of traffic. They put up billboards to advertise all the new shows. They put up a billboard to advertise the new show that I was on. This is in 2013. Never would have thought that I would ever be on a billboard. I was like, this is awesome. It was my picture with Aaron Andrews, Joel Klatt, Eddie George, Petros Papadakis, Mike Pereira. We were doing a college football pregame show. And I drive by, and everybody's like, this is going to be so cool. You're on a billboard. Like, I was excited. I was going to take a picture. I was going to text it to my wife, my mom. I pull up in front of the billboard, and I just look at it, and I think to myself, this it's not a very flattering photo of me. What what is it's on a bill a big billboard it's a big picture, you know they, the the largest billboard you can imagine, and it's the first time I've ever been on a billboard and I'm looking at it, I'm like man I'm I'm really ugly like what happened here, how did I take the worst photo ever and why do I look so incredibly fake I looked like humbly a dead person who had makeup on in a casket, except they had put it on a billboard on the side of a building in L.A. And I'm sitting there looking at the picture of myself, and I just can't figure out what happened. So the day goes on. This thing's up for like a month. Keep driving into the L.A. lot, looking at myself on the billboard. And then I think, I I look, and I'm like, man, you know, that doesn't even look like my body. I don't know that I have that suit. And I'm looking at the billboard for longer, and I'm like, what is going? And then I see my arm. And I've got a watch on. And I don't even own a watch. Not a watch guy. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not that's that's my face on somebody else's body. I didn't show up for the photo shoot, and so they photoshopped my face on a totally different person, and they just airbrushed it, and they thought nobody was gonna notice, and I think I was the only person who ever noticed. It wasn't even me. It was actually Petros Papadakis who does radio in L.A. We don't look anything alike. They didn't even put me, no offense to Petros, they didn't even put me on the best-looking guy's body that was there. Petros and I once did a show where they put us with Brady Quinn, Matt Leinart, and Joel Klatt, three former college quarterbacks who, between the three of them, have about 1% body fat and are probably three of the best-looking people to ever play quarterback, and they put me and Petro side-by-side in the middle of them, and we felt like we were being pranked. But they didn't put me on any of the good-looking quarterback bodies. They put me on Petros's body, and then they just pasted my face in. So I'm thinking about that. As I look at this, they did that to me, to me on Media Matters, too. By the way, if you ever have an opportunity to go to a photo shoot, go. Don't listen to them when they say, oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody even ever told me that they did it. They didn't ask me. Um... It says, I'm terrible. They photoshopped me in with somebody else. Some of these other headlines. COVID-denying Fox Sports host brings Trump onto his show to spread more lies about the disease and college athletics. That was, by the way, for saying that we should play college football and college athletics in general and high school sports in 2020. I was a COVID-denying. I don't even know what that means. Like, you don't believe that COVID exists. I don't even know where that headline came from uh, to spread more lies about the disease in college athletics. So these are like the first several articles they wrote. Uh, And then when Buck and I started this show and I sold Outkick to Fox, they really stepped it up. And there are dozens of articles now uh, about me. And the difference between initial attacks 
The initial attacks are designed to try to keep you from being able to go on television. So they attacked me when I went on Tucker Carlson for the first time and tried to get Fox to be nervous about putting you on television because their goal is to cancel you from being able to appear on television. And then as you rise in the ranks of media, they move to trying to cancel your show, to try to cancel your ability to be able to make a living. And look, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. You're listening to the guy who went on CNN and said, and still is banned, by the way, on CNN for saying the only two things I believe in 100% are the First Amendment and boobs. So if people disagree with me, I'm 100% open to the idea that you can think that I am wrong, that I am an awful human being. But there's a difference between disagreeing with the arguments that I make and trying to prevent me from ever being able to make a living. Now, I've fought through it. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to be on this show. I'm fortunate to be able to run OutKick. But there are a lot of people that they have managed to cancel. And there are a lot of shows that they have managed to prevent from being able to monetize themselves. And so what they do is try to get advertisers not to support your program. I love all the advertisers that support this program, but just think about it. There's not a single car that advertises on this program. I would venture to say most of you drive automobiles. There's not a single beer that advertises on this program, beer or liquor. I would venture to say that quite a few of you for Thanksgiving will actually go out and decide that you might have an alcoholic beverage. There's not a single fast food restaurant or sit-down restaurant that advertises on this program. I would venture to say that all of you out there eat. There's not a single, what I would call, call, major brand that advertises on this program. I mean, huge, multi-billion dollar company. Why is that? Because they went after Rush for all of the things that he says on this program, and they've continued that attack on us. Because places like Media Matters aren't content with fighting a battle over ideas. They want to cancel you. They just had an article up recently saying, hey, Clay Travis needs to be banned from YouTube because he said the COVID shot is worthless. I think it is worthless. I think if you, humbly, are out there getting the COVID shot right now, you are an imbecile with a single-digit IQ, and you probably are voting for Joe Biden. Because I think, and by the way, only 14% of Americans have gotten the new updated COVID booster shot. So 86% of Americans are saying, yeah, I think I'll do without that. Because they have recognized that the COVID shot, I believe, is the single greatest fraud from a uh, pharmacy perspective, from a science perspective, that has ever been perpetrated on any of us in the 21st century. They told us, hey, if you get this shot, you'll never get COVID. You only need to do it once. What are we on now? If you actually listen to Dr. Fauci and company, like your eighth booster, and you're still going to get COVID this fall, this winter, if there were not immunity given to Pfizer and Moderna, I believe that both of those companies would be bankrupt now because the plaintiff lawyers would have all filed the lawsuits and they would be having to stand trial for the lies and the fraud that they have perpetrated. Media matters exist to try to keep me from being able to say that. By the way, 
if you disagree and you're like, the COVID shot is the greatest thing that's ever existed in mankind's history. I plan to get 963 COVID shots before I die. More power to you. Go get 963 COVID shots and get COVID 965 times. And you can make that choice for you and your family for the rest of your life. I don't believe you should be canceled for arguing that. I think you're an idiot. I think you are buying into complete lies. I think your brain doesn't work. But you're entitled to make that argument and you're entitled to make that choice. Media Matters doesn't exist to actually make arguments. They exist to keep you and me from making arguments and to try and keep someone like me from being able to talk to all of you. And what Elon Musk has done, and I'm going to dive into this lawsuit because I think it is so incredibly important. What he has done is say, wait a minute, what they do is profoundly dishonest in their attacks. He's laid out in his lawsuit that he filed in Texas why he believes that they should have to stand trial for fraud that he believes they perpetrated against his company. Bravo to him. Also, Attorney General of Texas Ken Paxton has said they're opening an investigation into media matters. Listen to me right now, because I know a lot of different states out there have uh, politicians as well as their staffs that listen. If you are in a red state right now, you should, as the Attorney General of that state, in my opinion, open up your own investigations into media matters and what they are trying to do and who funds them and what exactly is going on in the fraud that they are perpetrating to try to restrict the First Amendment in this country. I'm going to break down why this is so important. I'm going to lay out the accusations, but I wanted to let you know what this company is and why they are coming after, frankly, all of you for what we talk about on a daily basis on this program. Uh, and it's not just Media Matters, but they are probably the most well-funded and the most aggressive in perpetrating fraud, I believe, to try to restrict what the First Amendment marketplace of ideas is able to include. Artificial intelligence dominating headlines in the tech world. The impact of AI undeniable. According to tech expert Colin uh, Tedders, this is just the beginning of a new era that can make you wealthier than ever before with the right information. In Colin's mind, one mega tech company that's all in on AI. Company spent over $200 billion on AI. Think about it. $200 billion with a B. Uh, and that he's confident anyone who gets shares in this supplier today could see massive gains. Some billionaires already in a buying frenzy. Get all the details online at the website, newaiproject.com. Is this a once-in-a-lifetime investing opportunity? You can read his argument, and you can decide. Again, newaiproject.com. Check it out. They do uh, interesting work on a variety of different companies making uh, the case for what is going to be the next generation uh, of, of successful companies in many different fields, including AI. But this one in particular focused on AI. Go check it out. NewAIproject.com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. That is NewAIproject.com. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, 
One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's govgovx.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck is out for Thanksgiving. Have you with me rested today and tomorrow. Then we'll both be back together on Monday's program. Tudor Dixon will be with us on Friday. She's part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. We appreciate all of you hanging out and listening to us. 800-282-2882. If you want to react to many of the topics that we are uh, discussing throughout the course of today's program, um, I want to make sure, as I talk about this Media Matters lawsuit and Elon Musk, that all of you understand why this is so important in 2024. Because they are going to try to run the same playbook against Trump in 2020 that was run in 2024. And I'll explain that. Let me pause here for a sec. 
I understand some of you are DeSantis people, you are Nikki Haley people, you are Vivek Ramaswamy people. Whoever you support, in the event that Trump were not the nominee, and he is a substantial favorite as we sit here a little bit less than two months from the Iowa caucuses, they will run the same playbook against your preferred candidate too. Some of you out there, I think, are a bit naive about the fact that Trump you think is uniquely attackable. Remember what they did to Mitt Romney. If you tried to create the most blandly inoffensive Republican candidate, it would be Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney makes Ned Flanders on The Simpsons seem like a rebel. Mitt Romney is the most boring, milk toast Republican politician on the planet, and they turned him into a sexist, racist bully who would destroy America if he were elected. Remember Mitt Romney, in his Ned Flanders awkward way, said that he tried to make sure that he recruited women to work at his companies and he said they had binders full of women not the best phrase but they turned that into an example of his extreme sexism Ron DeSantis Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy are all more offensive than Mitt Romney so if you're out there and you're saying oh my candidate He or she, they won't be able to say anything negative about them. Just wait. If Ron DeSantis got in a food fight in fifth grade with a black dude, they'll turn it into the equivalent of a lynching. If Nikki Haley kissed somebody when she was 16 and that person had a boyfriend, God forbid that person had a girlfriend, that'd be heroic. They'll turn her into a, uh, a, a you know, a, 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 the, the other woman. Remember, Brett Kavanaugh didn't even go that we know of to a party with Christine Blasey Ford, and they turned him into the equivalent of a rapist. So if you saw what they did to Mitt Romney and Brett Kavanaugh, and you are sitting around right now saying, oh, they really aren't going to be able to attack Vivek. Oh, Nikki Haley has never done anything in her past. Ron DeSantis, they they will find it. They will find it, and they will use their manipulation of media channels to turn whoever the Republican candidate is into the Antichrist. One thing that I like about Trump is... They've thrown everything at him that they possibly can. And I think one reason why Trump is surging right now in the polls, and he's led 10 of the 12 national polls in the course of November so far, and he's opened up, according to Real Clear Politics, a fairly substantial lead on Joe Biden, particularly in the swing states. But I think we're running into a boy-who-cried-wolf scenario on steroids right now with Trump. If you said in 2015, if he's elected, he's going to destroy America, 
And by 2023, you're looking around, you're saying, wait a minute, we got war in Europe. We got war in the Middle East. We got a wide open southern border with millions of people pouring across. We've got record high crime rates in many of our cities. We have inflation, the likes of which many of you had not seen in your lives. And those of you who had seen it before as adults are now in your 70s or 80s because you saw it back during the Jimmy Carter era. Many people out there looking around saying, you know, you said Trump was going to be so bad. Why is everything Joe Biden touched turned to crap? Things felt pretty good when Trump was in office until COVID hit, which he had nothing to do with. You don't blame the dinosaurs because an asteroid hit. I don't think you can blame Trump because COVID hit. In fact, timing on COVID is pretty interesting, isn't it? Remember how all the COVID conspiracy theories like slowly have gotten checked off? You've been like, yeah, it came from a Chinese lab. Yeah, Dr. Fauci was involved in helping to fund it with American taxpayer dollars. Yeah, they lied about it and said it came out of a Wuhan uh, wet market. Awfully amazing that COVID got released right before a major American presidential election, isn't it? COVID just spread everywhere. It's awfully, I mean, COVID happens in 2019, nowhere near as big of a story. COVID happens in 2017, nowhere near as big of a story. COVID happens 2023, nowhere near as big of a story. The most consequential close election of many of our lives, an election that Trump was very much the favorite to win in February and March of 2020 before COVID happens. Just pointing out, it's not just that COVID got out of a Chinese lab. It's that COVID got out of a Chinese lab in an American election year. And I think a lot of times people don't talk about that. Maybe that's a total coincidence. But the fact that it happened in a highly competitive American presidential election year made, I think, the response to COVID immediately political and made things much worse in terms of, frankly, how we responded to it. Because I think there was a panic on both sides of the political equation among far too many of our political class. I think if COVID had hit in a non-election year, even if it had hit in a midterm year, the chaos wouldn't have been as bad. We wouldn't have shut down, locked down, kept kids out of schools for as long, in my opinion, if it hadn't happened in an American presidential election year. That's why I think, and I may be the only person who's out there saying this, I think we should cancel all the debt that China owns in American treasuries. I think it's 3 or $4 trillion and say, yeah, that's your cost for, which way too little, but that's your responsibility for unleashing COVID on the world with your incompetence. I think I'm like the only person saying that. I would I would explore doing it if I were in political office. But what they're going to do with Trump is they're going to use the media matters of the world and their control of Instagram and their control of YouTube and their control of Facebook, all left-leaning organizations that will rig elections in favor of Democrats and against Trump. And they're scared that all Elon Musk is pledging is, hey, I'm just going to be fair and let the marketplace of ideas work. Remember, Elon Musk is not saying, hey, I am some far-right-wing uh, ideologue. 
He's got a radical idea. It's just that you and me and everybody should be treated equal and all of our ideas should compete evenly in the larger marketplace of ideas without restrictions or favor based on what your political opinions are. And that's why Joe Scarborough, by the way, I'm going to get on a plane, go down to the panhandle. I think my congressman, if I lived down in the panhandle of Florida, would be Matt Gates. Need to get together with him. Haven't met him in person. But in the past, Joe Scarborough represented this area of the country. I think it's one of the best parts of the country. I love the panhandle of Florida. Get down to the South Alabama area. It's really just South Alabama. It happens to be the panhandle of Florida. Uh, but Joe Scarborough, who used to represent that era, that area, he said in a second term, Trump is going to imprison and execute whoever he wants. Listen to this. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Who did Trump execute? I mean, I mean, this honestly, Joe Scarborough. Can we put out an invite to Joe Scarborough, that idiot, to come on this show, Ali? He won't come on, but we'll invite. Who did Trump execute? I mean, I mean, this honestly. If you're going to go on MSNBC and you're going to say if Donald Trump is elected, he will kill, he will execute whomever he can. He's already been president for four years. Did I miss the firing squads? Did, did I miss the gas chambers? Did Trump put any of his political enemies in prison? Does Joe, Joe Scarborough's brain work? Joe Biden is trying to put his chief political rival in prison right now. You're saying that Trump will do it if he's elected. Shouldn't you focus on what's actually going on right now i don't remember trump executing anybody maybe maybe i missed it maybe there was some massive number you know maybe out in uh, lafayette park right in front of the white house they were lining up people just mowing them down all the time i missed it if it happened maybe you got maybe you guys saw it i i, I don't know what political rival did donald trump try to put in prison as soon as he got into office, he actually said, hey, you know, yeah, we're going to let Hillary off. If anything, he was too kind to his political rivals. Too lenient. Too generous. Too forgiving. If you're going to go on MSNBC and you're going to say Trump will execute people and imprison people, shouldn't you have to point to him having done it in the four years that he was president before. And my point on this is, doesn't work. Democrats are in an incredible boy who cries wolf scenario on Trump. The truth of the matter is Vivek, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, they haven't been in office. 
So you can be outrageous. You can be hyperbolic. You can say all sorts of crazy things about them because they haven't actually been in office. And you can make allegations that likely would not be true. But when you say that about Trump, many people out there, even people who wouldn't really be Trump supporters, look around and they're like, I, you know, man, I don't really remember Trump executing anybody. I, I don't remember him imprisoning his political adversaries. No one hardly went to prison for all the BLM riots. Compare that with January 6th and with Trump himself. Democrats do what they claim Republicans will. And if Joe Scarborough had a functional brain or he ever had anybody with a functional brain on his show on MSNBC, point back and say, hey, you just said he's going to execute his political opponents. Why do you think he would just start doing that now? It's a lie. And over time, I trust the American public's ability to recognize when they're being lied to. And I don't believe any administration in our lives has lied as much as Joe Biden's administration has. And that's why I think so many people have come to recognize it. And I think it ties in in many different ways. But that's why only 14% of people are getting the COVID shot. It takes a long time for some people to recognize that they're being lied to. But once they recognize it, it spreads like wildfire. Remember, they were telling you a few years ago you couldn't have Thanksgiving with more than like two or three people. I mean, that's what the Biden administration was trying to tell you. Remember, the winter of death didn't happen. And as a result, a lot of people, when they hear these attacks on Trump from MSNBC and CNN, they don't work. It's the boy who cried wolf scenario. And actually, I think it bounces back and strengthens Trump. Because more and more people are realizing that they're being lied to. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. In the meantime, you can start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. Choose your investment amount, term limits, earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. Bonds have been qualified with the SEC. Also independently audited, Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, and now they're accessible to you, savvy investors. Phoenix Capital Group distributing the traditional energy industry. Uh, they're disrupting it through their proprietary offerings, yielding 9 to 13% annual interest for accredited investors. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at, listen to me, phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com. That is phxonair.com. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are joined now, I believe, by Brian Kilmeade of Fox News. Appreciate all of you uh, hanging out with us. Brian, where are you going to be for Thanksgiving? I'm going to be at my brother's house. You're invited, Clay, but I imagine you want to be with your family. Is that or are you trying to get you trying to get invited and put me on the spot like that? 
I met your wife. She seemed lovely. I was thinking to myself, you know what I want to do this year? I want to spend time with the Kilmeade family as opposed to my own family. Right. So you've, you've outed me and busted me here on my, uh, my clever ploy to get an invite. Um, so are you so having to invited. travel? Are you having I'm to travel not, or you just get to stay at home? 20, uh, 25 minutes via a vehicle. I'm not going to be one of the people uh, racing to the airport. Um, how many times do you see that in the news on our channel? Wow, the airports are going to be crowded. But don't worry, Pete Buttigieg is in charge. We got everything <laughs> under control. It's gone so well so far. That guy thought he was going to coasting with the easiest job ever. Transportation. What do I have to do? Man, you've okay. never seen someone screw up more. No, and also screw up something that I didn't even know. Like Most people can't even name transportation secretaries from past administrations it, it it's like um you know it, in general if you can name a referee it's a bad sign or an umpire yeah. it means that they're drawing a lot of attention to themselves uh oftentimes with controversial calls is the same thing with i would say most cabinet secretaries people know the secretary of state uh they, they know the president and vice president but when you're getting down to like who's the secretary of education who's who's in charge of the energy department if you're getting regularly noticed there, you're probably doing a bad job. By the way, speaking of uh, regularly noticed, I've now gone on Twitter. Yesterday, Buck and I shared this opinion. And if you want to see a cluster, I went on Twitter and I've got a hot take. Yesterday, I went and picked up my 15-year-old uh, at the airport. You yeah. mentioned how crowded they're going to be. My thesis is this. I'm excluding children and the elderly. No adult should get picked up at the airport. Find your own way when you arrive at the airport wherever you need to go if you are an adult because right now i bet there's people listening to me like losing their minds in traffic it was impossible last night to even get near the nashville airport now i'm picking up a 15 year old uh, i kind of wanted to tell him to just take an uber on his own honestly because i think he's old enough to do it are airport pickups wildly overrated in an era of uber and lyft Yes, although people listening, listening uh, paycheck to paycheck, will probably take a uh, will take you on on that. But like for example, in New York, it took my son maybe two months to realize. He goes, "Do you don't have to pick me up? There's a train that brings me right to Jamaica, and then from Jamaica I can go right to the train station. Just pick me up from the train station." He didn't yeah. want to be picked up. Yeah, and I never, I always saw that train. And I always thought I'm going to want to be dropped off. I never, I'm picked up. We're lucky enough, Clay, when our jobs. You know, through most of the time it's work. You, know, you can always grab a car. You know, you have a car yeah. service. You got people you depend on. But uh, you know, uh, you're right. If we could get people just to take mass transportation rather than that uncle that owes you a favor, I think that we'd be able to get in and out a lot quicker. So, and by the way, uh, people out there, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck, picking somebody up at an airport, I think people do a bad job of valuing time. Spending hours to drive to an airport, not to mention the mileage that you put on the car, as well as your gas, it has a cost. You're just not recognizing it in your head, right? Because you, it's not free. Like, the time that you're spending is not inconsequential. The amount that you're spending on gas, mileage, everything else, not to mention the risk uh, of, uh, of of some sort of thing going wrong. You get a flat tire, you get into an accident as opposed to putting somebody on an Uber. I think that we just need to normalize adults, get yourselves to and from the airport. All right, you got a book. Uh, it's uh, called Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. 
Uh, tell me about this. Uh, tell me about this book. Why is it? Why does it? Why does this story matter today? Well, number one, I want I wanted to pair up. I kind of Clay, you have a sports background. The best thing about the Rocky movies is one went to the other. And if I could end one, and the first scene of the next Rocky is the last scene of the previous Rocky, it's genius. And I've been compared to Stallone often. Uh, okay, never, but now you can. So Frederick probably had the President Freedom Fighter out. Now uh, we have Frederick Douglass, who was a uh, was an idol of Booker T. Washington. They met. He spoke at Tuskegee, a school that Booker founded. And there was six-year-old Teddy Roosevelt looking out the window on Broadway. You've been on Broadway looking at the body of Abraham Lincoln in 1865 after he was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. His grandfather made sure he saw him. And from that moment, he remembers always idolizing Lincoln. So I thought two of these two guys that could talk about race in America and move us forward. When I first started doing these books, I thought, wouldn't it be great if I had news people interested in history? And now, what are we talking about on our shows? We're talking about the war on history. They're taking down Jackson. They're taking down Columbus. They're moving Jefferson out of City Hall. And then all of a sudden, they're boxing up Teddy Roosevelt's statue and moving it away because they don't feel he's politically correct in us in 2022. And now I thought, let me talk to the Roosevelt people because Booker T. Washington teamed with Teddy Roosevelt to move us forward on race relations. And I just think we need a perspective. When you have Megan Rapino who doesn't think we're far enough along as a country to stand up during the national anthem, and another quarterback taking a knee because he wasn't starting on the, for the 49ers. I thought if you read what Booker T overcame to move us forward and what Teddy did to defy his times, I thought that you might have a perspective on why we're the most successful multicultural country in the history of the world. Because two um, people came from the outer reaches, different worlds, to combine and make our country better. And that's the story I tried to tell. Yeah, and you're hitting on something that I think is really important, Brian, and that is for much of the, I would say, 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, many people out there were buying into the idea, which I think is very true, that white, black, Asian, and Hispanic, we all have far more in common across yes. whatever racial differences or identities might theoretically divide us than we do different. And what's really happened in, I would say, the last decade or so is people have tried to argue, oh no, our identities are immutable characteristics and there is no way to bridge the differences between us and therefore this must be the primary method upon which we consider uh, all of our human interaction, right? And that has actually been, I think, supremely destructive to the idea of America itself. And when you put Booker T. Washington in the South in the turn of the century, 20th century, where there was segregation, there was Jim Crow, there were the poll taxes. The KKK emerges. That was tough times. And when instead of moving to the north when he started getting a degree of fame and, and wealth, he's like, no, I'm going to Tuskegee. We're going to start with a leaky shed, and I'm going to grow this thing. He had to get students. All he had was one room, dilapidated, with the holes in the roof. One of his students would have to hold the umbrella when it rained. He started with 30 students because he knocked on doors and said, do you want to go to college? And most of the students were older than him. He was 24 at the time. And he got people in and he started it. And within a short time, he had 1,500 graduates and they do something that I don't have. And that's they learned to trade and they got an education and they wanted to be indispensable to their community. And a lot of white people did not want to hire black people. And he said, well, if you're skilled, you're a blacksmith, you're a construction, you're an architect, whatever, you're, you're an agriculturist, a uh, farmer, you'll have to be hired. 
and then you and you have you grow your intellect, you'll defy what everyone thought were the previous differences between races. And he did it in the South, and his education program resonated throughout Europe, throughout Africa. And all he would do is when he got money from Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan, he would put it into the school. And Teddy Roosevelt, in, in Booker T. Washington's words, did more for black America than any president uh, aside from Abraham Lincoln. So I thought, even though he had some blind spots in some of his statements that will clear your sinuses, Teddy Roosevelt, because he was raised by a, by a mom that's from the South, in the end, he just brought this country together. A lot of it was under the radar. And I try to go over it in the book. And the fact that people could look each other and I respect each other. Booker T. Washington was the advisor for Teddy Roosevelt to pick out judges and postmasters. He said, just tell me the best person. Don't tell me the color of their skin or even their gender. And I just, I was, in, I got chills in reading the books by Booker T. Washington. And they led me to Teddy Roosevelt. Brian, one of the great uh, unfortunate stories that isn't told is if you look, speaking of Booker T. Washington, the idea of self-reliance and the idea of individual responsibility, the success of black America in terms of economics actually began to decline relative to uh, the history before that in the 1960s with the Great Society, right? And this is one of the things that the Thomas Sauls of the year uh, of the of the world have spent a great deal of time on. As soon as government got involved in trying to reconcile equality in this country in terms of economics, that's when things started to fall apart in terms of black America, both families with uh, mom and dad both present because you go look at the data prior to the 1960s that wasn't common at all became very very prevalent the great society Lyndon Johnson in the end of the 1960s I think the intention was good the result has not yeah. no question uh, values they came with the social safety net they came out and you know the, the civil rights was necessary I understand what was going on but LBJ even though some of the things that he was saying in his life in Texas shows that he was anything but Martin Luther King. Uh, he went out and said, hey, let me do civil rights. Let me get this done. The result was, uh, sadly, in many ways, the stats don't lie, the destruction of the black family. And they've been having got it back since. But if you took some of the advances and some of the affirmative action things, that uh, I'm, it looks as though we don't need clearly now. You had to force people to change their perception of each other. That was necessary. It took a lot of drama. It took so much courage. But during that time, even before the 1860s, you had a guy in 1910 sit there and say, okay, this guy doesn't like me because of the color of my skin. This woman doesn't like me because of the color of my skin. This guy doesn't care. I'll deal with him, but I don't hate them. They're people of their times. I will change their perception when they see me in action. And instead of demonstrating, protesting, canceling them, they said, I will show you by my actions. And I dare you to challenge my integrity. And Booker T. Washington, born a slave until he was nine, no shoes, no pants, slept on a dirt floor, one meal a day, ends up being one of the most respected men, I believe, in American history. Don't tell me you can't overcome. Black, white, in between, handicapped, no parents, bad parents. When you see these two stories, Teddy Roosevelt, that bad asthma, he was sick his whole childhood, wasn't supposed to survive and you see them come together from different walks of life, I think you get inspired for the country. We have the right people at the right time. And number two, he was the precursor to Napoleon Hill, Norman Vincent Peale, and Anthony Robbins. Give me, show me an obstacle. I'll scale it. I don't blame you. 
and I'll be a stronger person on the other side. And I just thought the whole story needs to be told. No doubt. Sounds awesome. Uh, Teddy and Booker T. He is Brian Kilmeade. Go check it out. If you are buying books for the holiday season and want a good read that's going to inspire and ennoble, hopefully, uh, you and your family throughout the holiday season and beyond. Brian, have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, go get him. I'll see you, Clay. Sounds good. That's Brian Kilmeade, Fox and Friends host and author. Look, uh, do you feel like there's an all-out assault on masculinity? Uh, there are lots of days where I do feel like there's an all-out assault on masculinity. I, heck, we even have a phrase for it, toxic masculinity. I think we need more masculinity in this country. We certainly need more masculinity among our leadership because we got a lot of weak leaders. And you know what weak leaders means? War. People take advantage of us. I don't think it's a coincidence that Joe Biden's in charge and we suddenly have war in the Middle East and war uh, in Europe. And maybe in your own life, you could use a little bit more vim, vigor, and vitality, and maybe you don't have the same punch that you used to. Why not check out all-natural Chalk's Mel Vitality Stack? It's popular with the guys out there in the audience. It'll restore testosterone levels in a guy's body. Again, it's all-natural. Why not try it out? 20% increase in just three months' time if you take Chalk in your natural testosterone level. And remember, your grandparents, you just heard... Uh, Brian Kilmeade talking about Booker T. Washington and talking about uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Your grandparents and your great-grandparents, they had twice the testosterone level that you have today. They haven't even been able to figure out exactly what's going on, but the testosterone in men's bodies has been declining precipitously. And as a result, a lot of you out there, testosterone is a very natural fuel that can make people feel a lot better. Go online to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Clay, to save yourself 35% off your subscriptions for life. C-H-O-Q.com. Holiday season. Maybe you're a little bit more tired than you used to be with this Thanksgiving and this Christmas and this New Year's and all the different events. Kids, grandkids running around like crazy. Check it out. Chalk.com. Use my name, Clay, as you make your purchase for 35% off. That's C-H-O-Q. My name, Clay, for 35% off subscriptions for life. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang. A weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Oh, man, we're going to take some calls. But first, Bill Courtney is going to join us. We'll have some fun with him in the next segment. And then uh, on uh, the closeout the show, I will take a bunch of your calls. I promise you can give us a buzz, 800-282-2882. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through this Tuesday edition of the program. And I want to tell you as we continue to roll on here that the amount of testosterone in individual male bodies declined by 50% since your grandfather or your great-grandfather were roaming this world. What's going on? How has masculinity become so devalued to the extent that testosterone itself is actually far less common in the body? And that's not good because testosterone gives many men the the, the, them, the vigor, the vitality we need to get through the day. Starting to feel a little bit dragged down yourself. Why not check out Chalk's Male Vitality Stack? 20% increase in three months. It's all natural. What do you have to lose, especially when you get 35% off for the life of a subscription? If you use my name, Clay, when you sign up, go today, choq.com. Use my name, Clay. Put some testosterone back in your life. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Michael Rappaport and I'm Kibi Rappaport and together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I wanna confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 